Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Birth to a rubber hand, Mark. Give birth to a rubber hand, Pete. I will, because I am Pete Donaldson's sexual chocolate. Great joke, great joke. Great, what Give a great a joke. Great joke. Man, uh, Mark, how many must have looked at that and just sort of gone, sort of like a cheese dream, my career. That's <laughs> sort of weird, weird old thing. It doesn't make any sense. He's talked about how much fun he had doing that as well, yeah. how he looks back on it and he just, you just, <laughs> you get the impression that he's sort of like, once he gets over the idea of going, is this some kind of joke on me? <laughs> And you just go, no, it's absolutely just garbage. It's like, oh, lovely, great. Thank you very much. I had a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 22. We are back in Chicago. Yes. Where the big feet statues are. Yeah. And also uh, Mr. Atlas. Yes, a famous wrestling town, Chicago. Always, um, you know, great hot crowd. Cool. Great hot crowd as well. They come alive during this WrestleMania. RumbleLive.com. <laughs> November the... Sixth Chicago. Really? Yeah. Oh man, the thing is, they boo the oh. bad guys. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, so uh, all four of you will be being cheered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I would. You know, I, I, I think, I think if you were going to see wrestling in various cities, if you had a choice, mm. I think you know Chicago, Chicago is a show. great one. Well, to this do. crowd is so into it, so into it, and entirely autonomous from what the WWE want them to do. Right. So you see it with the Mickey James thing. They are like, we love Mickey James. And you begin to get Vince having to say to the commentators, you've got to mention that, you know, in the WWE, you're free to pick who you're going to cheer and boo, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, mate. You know. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know what? I'm in, I'm in my pants in my living room. Yeah. I'll, I'll, what I want. Yeah, if I, if I want to cheer for Mickey James, <laughs> that is the least of our worries, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, wow. Oh, um, yeah, so we reached up to uh, the, the really the sort of high level, uh, high end of the card. Yes. Um, uh, we're going to crack into a match now, which... I found a really hard to watch. Um, I, <laughs> it was longer than it needed to be. Yeah, but um, it had enough that kept it. It, it, it had enough there for me. I, I must admit, I, I quite enjoyed this. It's one. Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon in a no holds barred match. Yes, I think the the thing for me about this match is it's one of those matches you see once. Mm. and you never really have any desire to go back and see it again. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, there's no. There's the little bits and bobs you sort of go ha ha ha. Yeah, but. The actual, yeah, you don't want to see it. There's a really funny little setup they do to this match, which is Shawn Michaels, really early on, basically has to come out and go, don't be expecting to see something good here. 
He has to say, I know you're used to seeing him in the five-star matches. Well, this is going to be entirely different. He says, I'm not bringing the Shawn Michaels of last year's WrestleMania or the year before. And he sort of goes, I'm doing, I'm just doing something different. <laughs> he really sort of like fumbles it. But he, ha- he has to basically set you up to say, <laughs> I am going to be doing something that's not very good. And the limitations of working with Vince Mann, who is 60, in a yeah. sort of hardcore match. And the hardcore match is a, a, a helper if you can't go out there and wrestle for 35 minutes in the right. clinic. But I, I just, I hadn't seen it really since probably, you know, maybe the year after it came out, mm. I'd watched it back on DVD at some point. But I just, when it was on, I was like, I am losing the will to live in. <laughs> Spirit Squad rush out. And yeah. they, uh, what are the Spirit Squad? Because I, I don't recall seeing them earlier in the card, no, so they it's, were, it's, it's nothing to me. They were a slightly failed attempt to bring up five young, good wrestlers right. from developmental at the same time. Yeah. But they l- lumbered them with this fucking, you know, Spirit Squad kind of, cheerleader yeah, right. gimmick, which, again, is the epitome of, you know, go away heat. No one is going to buy a ticket to see these people main event. <laughs> yeah. And they did main event. They main evented for ages against, you know, Sean Michaels and Triple H in handicap matches. And I mean, uh, they... they there were a couple of people within Spirit Squad who would have longer careers, one of whom um, is Nick Nemeth, who later was known as Dolph Ziggler, who right, we'll see in okay. later ones. We became yeah. a genuine star. But the others, even though they had a lot of, you know, real potential, uh, especially a guy called, oh, he was called, uh, I think, Kenny Doan. I think that's right. But he was incredibly young, and everyone thought he was going to be the next star. Mm. And this sort of just killed them, right. you know. They couldn't get over it. And they run out, and they do a sort of, like, you know, melee, and then you get Vince, you know, doing his weapons stuff and <laughs> I mean I, I just it was impossible not to think that uh, we mentioned in an earlier episode but Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels would have been on this Wrestlemania yes. <laughs> had Shawn Michaels not died and, and watching this match I mean the number of people they could have put Michaels against mm. you know we could have had Michaels versus Benoit one on one you know we, uh, pretty much anyone that you care to take off you yeah. know even, even you know Michaels versus you know Kane it would have been something better but this was a sort of, you know, a big a big Vince McMahon is on WrestleMania now. And Mark, Vince always has to have a match. Mark, Shane gets his face put in his dad's bum. I know. So you can forget <laughs> your wrestling. <laughs> a man's son gets his face jammed into his dad's thonged arse. Befonged arse. Do, do you think there is anyone who, outside of something traumatic... Has actually had, they had, their... Had, had their face pressed up against their dad's ass. Yeah. Without it being a thing where they're going, get off, get off. Right, okay. Well, inadvertently fall into your dad's naked ass. Like... But even that is something going wrong. I just can't see this being replicated in any. <laughs> like your dad said, I'll give you 20 quid to stick your face in my bum. Again, that just and you just like go, abuse. Right, That's okay. 20 quid. But don't worry, there'll be 20,000 people watching, <laughs> and I've already run it past mum. You've done what? <laughs> have you got? Have you? Are you all right? No, <laughs> no. I'm a billionaire now. <laughs> the uh, the Kiss My Ass Club. The whole thing about this. This has been running for a while, and it was a Vincent Man thing where he was despotic, and he right. was basically saying, "If you don't join my Kiss My Ass Club, you're fired." Right. And so Jim Ross had to do it, and William Regal did it. I think quite willingly. But I was thinking about this and thinking. Yeah, this works on two levels, this. One is going, oh, it's a storyline thing we do in wrestling. Yeah. But the other is, yes, you are my boss. And you are telling me I have to kiss your ass. Yeah. And if I... Money. Can I say no? I go, well, <laughs> you'd ruin everything. I mean, I'd be very upset with you. 
This is literally the thing we're doing on television, but it's real. <laughs> I mean, that's the, it'd be like there is no difference between your boss at Absolute saying, yeah. "Pete, we're going to do a thing on air where you kiss my bum," and you go, "Right, okay." I mean, that's not happening. And he goes, "You're fired." Yeah. And Vincent Mann going, "You're going to come to WrestleMania and kiss my ass," <laughs> and you go, "What?" And he goes, "Paul is a Paul is a big fan of wrestling, so <laughs> is he? Yeah, he is, yeah. I, I, I mean, if he did that, even if he was saying, "Oh no, no, no it is just a sort of on-air thing. It's not real." Yeah. You'd still going, go, mate. You're it's still your bum. And you're still losing your job. <laughs> Even if you think it's like there's a, a, a thin gossamer between the real and the fake, there's yeah. no... And this is perfectly an example of that. At best, it's a Dr. Fox situation. <laughs> um, no but, one's ever said the words, <laughs> at best, and Dr. Fox. But there we go. Um, it's just it's just weird. Um, yeah, uh, long, long kind of... I mean, it's a long match, but I think so it's, it's, it's 20 minutes where... The commentators don't have Vince McMahon in their ears. No. So they're probably no. having a lovely time. Absolutely. Best bit of WrestleMania for them because they, <laughs> they don't have a man going, oh, say something about this. Yeah, in fact, Jerry Lawler recently, he did a, a podcast. <laughs> uh, wasn't this one. And he did a podcast uh, where he said that he doesn't actually look forward to um, doing commentary because Vince is in his thing. And he is mm. currently the commentator. <laughs> you know, uh, he's got to the point now where he genuinely gives no fucks. Not, not just uh, about ages but <laughs> but about his job i mean yeah. he, he obviously, well, obviously he, is a real real nightmare well he probably yeah exactly and he probably just sort of makes a fairly decent bet the visit man's eight too old for podcasts and probably got better things to do <laughs> yes <laughs> i know only losers listen to podcasts <laughs> but um yeah sean, sean michaels comes out wearing um a very it looks like a gaming pc yeah you know like gaming pieces because they're black and leathery and they've got leds in them yeah he looks like that he looks also it's it's worth mentioning that at this point when they've got the the games which going right. on, i think it's smackdown versus raw in this 2006 is like alternative costume for him it made it so good that people had recognisable costumes like this right. because their avatars looked astonishingly <laughs> good. Really, really good. Um, McMahon, uh, his body doesn't really connect with his head at all. It's, no. He looks like a big bobblehead. No, he is, he, is, he is absolutely on the juice. He is gassed <laughs> up like you wouldn't believe. And when he comes out, he's basically sort of... It's a wink-wink-nudge-nudge thing, isn't it? Where he's so over the top... You know he's not worked for it, and that's partly feeding into his glee yeah. at going, beat the system, <laughs> beat the system. I do like it when they, when Shawn Michaels puts his own um, men's health, whatever the fucking cover, Muscle Man Weekly yeah. Muscle cover. Fitness. Muscle and Fitness, mm. his cover, and his head comes out roughly about the same. <laughs> it is good, that. Yes, and, and, and he looks all dazed. I like that bit. And Vince is, I mean, you know, he is incredible. I think he's, he is 60 in this match, and he his facials are brilliant. And his facials are unlike anyone else's in that if you're in the back row of that arena, you would be able to see what was happening because he's so over the top. If it was any other wrestler, I'm sure Vince would be backstage going, you look like a moron out there. You made, you made our business look stupid. You know, but when it's him doing it, you're like, oh, yeah, more of this, please. He, he is great. I think the, the problem for me with this match is you are wasting one of the great talents of mm. this period. Yeah. Uh, normally, Vince McMahon is doing... His, his, his no-holds-barred matches have been against Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, and that's been a, a sense of they're older people, so you need to hide limitations. Yeah. Shawn Michaels does not need limitations hidden, right. so you shouldn't be going up against him. You should be going against someone who you need to do this match because that's the way you get through it. He but, jumps off a ladder into a bin, though, Mark. He does, he does. Come on. That's supposed to be the hardest thing, is taking a move when you're in a bin. Because you don't know, you, you don't you know when it's You can't tense at the right oh. time. But there is something funny if you're Shawn Michaels as well. Once you get to the end of that, you just go, 
I mean, you know, we've had our history, Vince and I. I'm just going to put my elbow through his nose. He <laughs> <laughs> comes down on it like a ton of bricks. And and from a huge height, height up. Massive, yeah. I mean, it just... I, I mean, even for Sean Michaels, he's yeah. no spring chicken. No. I mean, I look at that and, and spring I spring chicken's in the bin because honestly, he looks like chicken. If I'm 60 and something falls on me from that height or mm. I fall that height... That that is the last thing that happens, yeah, isn't it? Done that. You know, That's, you know when you sort of hurt yourself, and you go, "That was harder than <laughs> it, it was the last time something like this yeah. happened." I remember falling down some stairs in Japan and going, "Oh yeah, that was that was higher, quicker, higher, quicker, and more of an impact that I'm comfortable yeah, with." It's sharper, it was... and things are bleeding slower. <laughs> weirdly, um, the, uh, the, the nice bit with Vince is he goes out where he just gives the finger, um, <laughs> which which annoyingly then led to the feud continuing. Right. Um, it should have ended there and then, but they just didn't seem to have the talent in the right place. And yeah. Vince, I think, sometimes steps in to go, this is what's right for business. Um, <laughs> he's probably right. Um, one of the things this match also does is it has a knock-on effect, so it overruns. And so there is the next match, which is Rey Mysterio, uh, Kurt Angle and Randy Orton, yeah. where Rey Mysterio is attempting to win the world championship in the memory of Eddie Guerrero, gets cut from 19 minutes to nine. Jeez, really? They lose that? He's stuck between Vince Fucking McMahon hell. and Triple H. Yeah. And Triple H would be like, no, I've got to do my plus 20. You know how it works. <laughs> Vince, who's going to tell Vince off for going over on that shit show we've just seen? <laughs> so you get three of the best talents you know, in the ring, yeah. and they the literally time. have their time halved yeah, you can still do your memorial, you still run, but come on, rattle through, rattle Jeez. through. So here you get a big thing. Now, Vince McMahon also, so post-Eddie Guerrero's death, they have naturally the other person who he's most associated with through his career, fellow um, Mexican-American mm. uh, Rey Mysterio. And uh, Rey Mysterio is basically, uh, he, he is the greatest small man in the business. Mm. Vince McMahon is not a fan of small men. And so they had to argue everybody in the company against Vince that Rey Mysterio should win the belt in Eddie's memory. Right, yeah. Vince McMahon just was not convinced. Mm. They had to convince him. It seems like the easiest bit of booking you'd ever have in your life. Yeah, because they were friends and, you know, that this is the... You know. And they're from the same damn place, <laughs> you know? So there was a sense of they have always needed, they always need a big... Uh, Spanish-American star because mm. America has got a lot of Hispanic people mm. in it. So you want to give those people a superhero that they can get behind. And for some reason, Vince McMahon just never saw it with, with Rey Mysterio. And like you see it in this match, he's fucking brilliant. He's astonishing. He's <laughs> incredible. What happens is when he does get the belt, Vince McMahon decides to book him as bad as a champion's ever been booked so it looks terrible and then mm. they take the belt off him. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. But for this one moment... How you couldn't have seen this was the only thing you could do at this WrestleMania. Yeah. It just, it beggars belief. Um, Kurt Angle is excellent in this match as well. Mm. And actually the Chicago crowd turn on Rey Mysterio because they like Angle so much. <laughs> um, and they begin booing Rey Mysterio when he starts doing... There's a lot of booing of Rey Mysterio. We watched ECW One Night Stand, you know, and he uses his 619 and they boo because that's not authentic to ECW. I mean, it just poor Rey. And... It is that hard thing about going, okay, so you didn't you didn't like the bit where JBL did the three amigos, but when I'm paying yeah. tribute to my friend by trying to win this belt, you're like, boo. <laughs> you would begin to get very, very upset about it. Uh, yeah, they do. in this match they do a lot of Eddie Guerrero stuff. 
Um, and There's a clip as well they show of, of, of Randy Orton mm. uh, in a SmackDown saying, that's right, you yeah. think he's up in heaven? Well, Eddie's down in hell. <laughs> no, Mate, he's a real person with a real family. It was a His real wife's death. in the house. I know, it's just, it just crazy. Randy Orton <sighs> would not have wanted to say that. You know, no. in any other business, again, let's go back to Dr. Fox. If Dr. Fox went on to radio, not allowed anymore, but if he went on to radio <laughs> and he was saying uh, to, I don't know, think of a band where, uh, Queen. Right. Right? And he'd gone, um, Brian, um, you said that uh, uh, Freddie was in heaven. In heaven, But yeah. actually, Freddie's in hell. It wouldn't be enough that you went, yeah, I know your boss told you to say it, but we need to find out who your boss is because he needs to be fired. Yes. And in this thing, it's just insane. And you're the mouthpiece. You're going to have to live with those words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a thing about Randy Orton as well where I kind of go, why don't you just say, no, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not fucking doing that. It's <laughs> disgraceful. I mean, it's just terrible. Um, talking of heaven and I'll hell. I'll tell you why, because fucking Randy Orton's a big puss puss, all right? And I'll <laughs> knock him out. I'll knock him out like I did that I love that this morning. long, long Beef. feud that Randy. has been building and building. I'm going to PDO, PDO him. <laughs> <laughs> they come out singing uh, Booyaka 619. Yes. The po- Oh, yeah, pod. Oh, yeah, pod. Yeah, yeah, pod. P-O-D. Oh, did you not say P-O-D? No, I was saying P-D because that's my initials. Gotcha. Does he do a Randy... What's his move? RKO. Uh, I'm going to do a P-K-O-D. <laughs> P-K-D. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a post office code <laughs> for package delivery. Yeah, which is uh, the area code 619 is the area code, I think, for San Diego, which yes. is where Rey Mysterio is from. Okie dokie. So they so, yeah, Booyaka so 619. Terrible fucking song. Oh, it, it, Let's it, have it a is. Christian new metal band to tidy this up. To to make the wrestling shorter <laughs> yes. in a match that's already been cut. That's Just do the chorus insane, isn't it? That is insane. And not only that, they make Rey Mysterio <laughs> come out, yep. appear with these fireworks, which looks fucking amazing. Yep. He jumps out of the fucking... Out of atoms. Yeah. He just appears. It's fucking brilliant. And then the <laughs> ignominy of having to run back into the, yes. the, the corridor he should have come out of, yeah. run up cl- what's clearly a lot of scaffolding, yep. get to the top, put a Native American headdress on. Uh, I believe it's Aztec. Is it Aztec? Yep. Right, okay. <laughs> Are we kind of like, is it cultural appropriation when you look like a pinata? It doesn't fucking matter. You look ridiculous. Dance around for a bit and then come out with the same bloody headdress on. It's so weird. Terrible. terrible. So weird. He only ever wore that as like that WrestleMania right. outfit. Burn it. And Shite. It, it's crap. It's really crap. <laughs> Reminds him of the bad times. When I was looking at merchandise from WrestleMania 22, you can get an action figure of him with of that. Of him with that. And it's literally just like a scrap of cut out brown felt that they've sort of gone <laughs> stick it on his head. <laughs> Done. Um, the uh, uh, POD, Payable on Death. Yes. Christian new nice. metal band out nice. they come. I I did notice one thing I liked. They sold over twelve million records worldwide. Yeah, which doesn't seem that many if you're like doing the Rey Mysterio theme. Well, I d- well, no, I mean like they they. Uh, what do you mean? As in like it's good for them that they? No, doing it seems it like, like quite a low amount. Uh, as in. Uh, 12 million I, I, yeah, worldwide. But I, yeah, but I always Christian knew. metal. <laughs> no, but they transcended with uh, that alive show. I feel so alive, that one. Okay. For the very first time. No, I, 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 I don't think it's enough. <laughs> I think it seems like a small amount of records. I think it's enough. But <laughs> 12 million, POD, new metal. They were quite Limbiscuity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would say I, your your friends Limbiscuit have sold a few more than 12 million records, Peter. <laughs> um, I, I, my favourite thing here, the guitarist left the band in 2003 due to spiritual differences. Nice. <laughs> oh, well, fair play. At least they're still, 
you know, still, still going. going on about it. Yeah, <laughs> still, absolutely. Still not like Evanescence, who started as a Christian rock band Did and they? then made a bit of money and just sort of... What about Paramore? Sort of... There's always been something about them that I've found really? a little bit weird, like a oh, bit culty. I like them. Mm. No, I don't know. Well, it's a cult of young girls, which is not ideal for a man. Maybe that's why I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so intrigued. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Kurt Angle uh, does uh, some amazing stuff in here. He's on a, a, a absolute tear since they moved him over to SmackDown. He's right. become like a wrestling machine. And the Chicago fans just love him. Um, behind the scenes, he's having problems. He is very, very addicted to painkillers. Mm. So pretty much since he's uh, had his WrestleMania thing where he broke his neck, yeah. that's exacerbated the problems he's had with his neck from the Olympics when he wrestled with a, a cr- broken neck, as mm. he always puts it. I think it's a little bit, a broken neck and a you know cracked vertebrae or whatever, the similar yeah. terminology, but very, very different things. Neck clearly. pain is excruciating. Yeah, and he's going out there every night and he actually says he begins to develop at this period an overriding paranoia that he is going to uh, die in the ring right. or that his neck will become so bad his career will be over and then everything's over. Um, so he becomes... Addicted to painkillers, and right. he's the the. I've read a couple of you know um, big interviews he's done with big things like the New York 
times and things like that. Yeah. So they're, they're proper sort of um, things. Um, he started off taking one Vicodin, uh, mm. which is a pain pill, um, allowing him to go hard and fast until I couldn't go anymore. Right. When one wasn't enough, he doubled his dosage. Two became four, four became eight. Within a year, and this is at this time, Angle was taking 65 pills a day. Whoa. Um, he said, the first time I took a painkiller, wow, I felt invincible. I knew right away I liked it, and I was going to continue regardless whether it might kill me. I don't know. I'm never going to have access to these things. Just give me one, see what it feels <laughs> <laughs> Rattle around. Uh, in his darkest day, he took nearly 2,000 Vicodin pills a month. He received most of them from prescriptions from 12 doctors that didn't know each other who were subscri- uh, prescribing him with 12 different prescriptions. He had a map of pharmacies for wherever he was in the country, yeah. and he would visit each pharmacy once. So he, once he was done with that, he'd cross it off so he didn't get caught. Uh, the other 500 pills, which is a quarter of basically what he was taking a month, he would get from drug dealers on the street. Jeez. Uh, he said, as long as it kept me in the game, that's all that mattered. Wow. So in 2005, which is the year before this, he attempted to get himself off the pain pills by himself. And he uh, went into a, uh, a room in his house. He sat in his bedroom for days not taking any pills, shaking, and watching the first three Harry Potter movies all night and day long. Wow. Um, he said, I was just knee-deep in an addiction. And he began to then become very, very paranoid that he wasn't doing a good job, and he started breaking down. And he had a meeting with Vince, and he just said he couldn't do it anymore. He cried. Um, Vince McMahon basically said, you need to go to rehab, and Kurt said, no, I don't. And Vince McMahon while Kurt was absolutely one of the top flight wrestlers in the world, he let him go. He just... He, the, said many years later, Kurt Angle um, said that Vince had said... Uh, oh, no, sorry. They were talking about Kurt Angle. And Chris Jericho had said, Vince McMahon always used to use the line, we can't let an Olympic hero die on our watch. Right. They thought it was that bad. Yeah. Angle went to TNA which was the second federation that had come up in the wake of WCW folding. He had a much easier schedule, which helped him. But TNA had a culture of drinking, so Mm. Angle began having problems with alcohol. Oh, bloody hell. He got four uh, DUI arrests, so driving while intoxicated, uh, over five years. Um, He also then had to enter rehab as a result of those arrests. Right. Uh, And he got himself much better off. It took a long time for the WWE to take it back. He he spent years saying, I'd love to have one last run. He'd do it in the press. He said, if they pick up the phone, I'd love to do it tomorrow. If they ask me to be in the Hall of Fame, I'll do it. And it went on for years. He had meetings and they never offered him anything. And it was simply because they just didn't feel like they could have someone like Kurt Angle die under contract. Mm. Um, in the last couple of years, he did finally return and he seems to be so happy. He's back in the ring, unable to wrestle you know, like he used to. But then... At the time, no one could wrestle like Kurt Angle used to wrestle. Yeah. So he he's, again, managed to just cap off what was, like Bret Hart, a jagged end to a career. Mm. And he's managed to have that almost fairy tale reconciliation with the company that made him. And, you know, I think you, you see him talk now. He is one of those guys you can tell he spent 15 years in a terrible place. Yeah. And now he's back and he couldn't be more grateful. Ah. And there's some lovely documentaries about him on the network, WWE Network sort of originals, about him returning for the Hall of Fame. Lush. And he just seems like a dude. Mm. I love Kurt Angle. I think he's he's so good in the ring. And he's just he just seems like the nicest guy. I just mm. well, I want to kiss him on his big bald <laughs> big, head. Big baldy nut. Um, this continued his 100% loss, uh, by the way, in championship <laughs> matches at right. WrestleMania. Um, he won all of his non 
title matches in <laughs> WrestleMania until this year okay. uh, or last year where he actually lost a retirement match to Baron Corbin, a very unpopular match. <laughs> From very unpopular matches to the Playboy pillow fight oh, match. Jesus. Candice Michelle and Tori. Actually, no, uh, not oh, Jesus. Oh, hooray. Five stars from me. Tori Wilson's little dog is wearing a top hat. <laughs> so yes. that's a fiver for me if I was in the wrestling post and <laughs> what they call wrestling times. I mean, this is this is really the, the, the last of the, the women that WWE used to bring in who could not wrestle. Right. The, there's a case to be made for Eva Marie. I am happy to make that case all day long. But th- <laughs> this was really the, the, the last two who were cheesecake athletic models who couldn't do a bloody thing, who they mm. kept on putting in the ring. Mm. And this is just excruciating. <laughs> um, the uh, the commentators have a really snide thing of just Jim Ross going, well, this isn't going to be a five-star classic. Mm. This is uh, You're not going to be uh, seeing your Hackenschmidt and Gutch here. And brilliantly, just because I hate that thing of, it's your company. Yeah. If you're putting it out there, you yeah. can't go, uh, can't, hello, everyone, I know it's me, but this is shit. And yeah. it, you know, you can't do can't it. Can't have it both ways, yeah. Exactly. You know, you, 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 you kit and caboodle. And the, the excellent tag team. <laughs> and I was <laughs> so, so pleased when Jim, Jim Ross goes, you're not going to see your Hackensmith and your Gutch here. And Jerry Lawler says, yeah, you're George Hackensmith and your, no, he says, you're, you're, uh, you're Frank Gutch. And you're a Carl Hackenschmidt. <laughs> He's not called Carl Hackenschmidt, King. He's called George Hackenschmidt. Yes. So you saying, oh, yeah, throwing it out there. Yeah. What what you did, King, is you confused Carl Gotch and Frank Gotch. And when you said Hackenschmidt, you were thinking of Carl Gotch, even though it was Frank Gotch. So you said Frank Gotch, but then you had a Carl left over, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. So a I thought, real gotcha. I thought, yeah, shit off, you two. I really thought. Um, Get back it... to doing your usual shtick of your horny man yeah, shit. Why, why you... Where did the horny man go? Yeah, oh, oh, I don't think this is very good wrestling. <laughs> Mate, normally you're out there going, I want to see them knockers, you know. Oh. The um, uh, Candice, uh, sorry, um, Terry Wilson's uh, little dog, wearing a top hat, hmm. gets jammed into um, Candice Michelle's face yeah. at one point. And we're supposed to be... And they, it's done a bit too violently for yeah. a little pop. I didn't like that. But also... Are you trying to, like, freak us out or make us go, oh, that's disgusting? We just saw a man eating worms. <laughs> like, that's not going to... Oh, dog breath. A man just you, ate worms. It's a very simple... It's a very simple... Yeah, just have to remember, you cheer the man eating worms, <laughs> you boo the beautiful woman having the dog rubbed in her face. <laughs> so simple. But, yeah, it's it's sort of... um, It's one of those dogs as well because it's small. Yeah. It has presumably a very prominent uh, anus. <laughs> and so there is a part of me that I actually go, that's probably the worst move in this entire thing because you know, it's rubbing a tiny dog anus on someone. Just, you know... Uh, but this, this... I mean, this is barely a match. What's mm. really funny, again, is you have a crowd that are just like, this isn't sexy... This isn't fun. This yeah. is just what is this? They yeah. all feel in, in, ashamed and embarrassed to be there. If you're old enough, if you're old enough to, if you're a grown man, uh, you're not interested because it's just not. I yeah. Mean, what? What? Isn't there's not very little titillation there. And if you are a child, you're embarrassed because your parents have taken you there. Uh, massively, massively. And you've Nobody also got is. this thing of I don't know. You've just been watching all this wrestling, and there's. I've always said this, but it's sort of slightly important in a weird way to not sexualise wrestling mm. because what it is is it's older brothers coming in going, oh queer. Mm. You you like your boyfriend, don't you? Yeah. What's your boyfriend's name? Booters beefcake, that sort of thing. And it's really important to not have that. I, I suppose their sense is, but when the big brother comes in, he'll sit through three hours and he'll see this and he'll be like, I love that bit with the birds. You know, I just just get rid of all that shit. It's, it's just pathetic. It's wrestling on the marquee, not, mm. not weak 
like what was that German channel that used to show soft porn in the nineties when you first got a satellite? Uh, there was a few of them. Yeah, it's something like DS DS DF five or something. <laughs> right. I don't know what it was. Um, I wish it was still going. But Red, I don't know what it is. Red but, Shoe Diaries but, with yeah, Dovney. exactly like that. Yeah. It's not wrestling and the Red Shoe Diaries, you know. But <laughs> uh, this this is so bad. This this little little vignette was, was Playboy a, a brand then? Because I, I, yeah, like, so, I mean, as so, in, was it a big was it a big deal? Well, it was because every time around WrestleMania, they mm. used to get one of the divas to do it, and yep. I think Candice Michelle, she may have been, she was certainly towards the tail end of them doing it. I mm. think Maria Canellis was one of the last people to do it, right. um, but so there was still the tie-in. And if you're a magazine like Playboy, you get your name in front of all of these people at WrestleMania. You know, it's a great deal for them. Mm. The magazines sell. You know, I, th- I think their Sable one is one of the best-selling issues in history. Right. Because wrestling fans bought it. Yeah. It is a, they really benefited from that. And I think the WWE, it's hard to know whether they really did benefit. And certainly, when you see these things after these years, you just go, this is sort of sh- mm. shameful. And- Why wouldn't you just do like a kind of um, an angle with somebody... F- who's the main fella from Playboy? The, you know, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, Hugh Hefner. Just have an angle with him or an angle, an angle with a... Um, you know, with, with, with him or, yeah. I don't know, like a million-dollar-man kind of playboy kind of character. Absolutely. You know, have a character called the fucking playboy. Do something with yeah. that. I don't and, know. and it's did you get two women who are sort of like, who are they trying to titillate? <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing. Is you sort of go, you just go I out there know. and you be robots. sexy and go, well, who, what? Robots who have, you know, drawings of ladies in their <laughs> friends. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, they, they, they basically cut the Eddie... Uh, Randy <sighs> yeah, and, and Kurt Angle that. match, so we could so we could get that in. Well, uh, very for, for the little done. Randys. I also there's a Japanese cameraman that I didn't notice throughout the whole of WrestleMania, and the second this match starts, he is right in there. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, you, you Look, pick we your both spot. Beat in Japan. They, they know exactly what they <laughs> yeah. want. That's, they know what they need. I've, I've, I've used up half of my battery on the Mickey James match, <laughs> uh, and then we get the main event, which is John Cena <laughs> versus uh, Triple H. Uh, John Cena coming in as the champion. Uh, Triple H uh, very generously allowing him to leave with the belt at the end. Um, but um, this, again, at the time, this was seen as a really, really good main event. Right. People were really, really stoked on it. And uh, I found it a little bit dull. Yeah, when you sort of read around it, it's kind of like, again, but <laughs> some men getting their bums, bums out and, you know, jamming a child's face in their bum. And Because otherwise, I was just like, there wasn't really any... Because we'd seen like we'd seen matches that were slightly underwhelming, but they had yeah. bits where you know a fifty odd year old man gets yeah. thrown off a fucking you know ladder and yeah. stuff like that. So we so in every match there was a redeeming thing you, rem- you remember a little highlight the Undertaker jumping over a fucking rope and, yeah. you know and and, sla- and jumping over a coffin as well. Yeah, no, nothing happened in this match no. apart from some competent wrestling. Triple H is, go- is, is going through a period here where he's begun watching a lot of like Harley Race. DVDs, and he's become that thing of, of he's very much like I am our generation's Harley Race. Right. And whereas the entertainment happens in you know the early matches, let's have a proper main event here, and it will be a hard fought. Yeah. You know, build and build and build. And the problem is, he could never quite do it. <laughs> it was just boring. Yeah. And it, and it, it just. I don't know. He's so good in the right place, but in this period, he's doing very bloated booking, and I think mm. he's obviously, you know, the time is the big thing. These matches could have been great if they were sixteen minutes, but he has to make them twenty-four. Yeah, you know, and it's just too long. People <laughs> don't care enough. Um, <laughs> you get the, a funny little bit of trivia as well at the start. They have like with Rey Mysterio coming out brilliantly and then having to go and do a uh, costume. You know, yeah, yeah, when yeah, they're yeah, playing yeah, yeah. with the John Cena. 
entrance here. A gangster car comes in because they're in Chicago with a load of gangsters on the side and they basically lift the ramp. The car comes out. Mm. It's fucking spectacular. Uh, They all come around the ring with guns and then... They basically cut back and John Cena just walks out. It's like, why wasn't he in the why car? Why was the car? Yeah. What? what, what are the, why is an entrance? You go, yeah, the entrance will happen, yeah. And then once it's over, that's when you come in. Doesn't <laughs> do you, work. Do you ever be out of the car? Yeah. He, he, he got he out get, of his car. He got out of the car. He got out of his car. Why then, can't he get out of the car? And then wrestled a, a multiple murderer. <laughs> you know, John Cena, uh, you know, just appears and he's got this, um, I mean, he's got a gangster's hat on, but he's got a big black coat that looks like a student coat. And because he, he's got his jorts on, he's got bare legs. Yeah. So he looks like, you know, like when you go to a hotel and the fire alarm goes off at three in the morning and the, people have just put over <laughs> their big coats. Like they've got, yeah. Yeah, and he looks... He also, there's a sort of weird sexual thing where you sort of going, has he got nothing on underneath? <laughs> and then he opens flasher? it and he's got a gun, you know, right. that sort of thing, which, again, I don't like to see. I don't, I don't like to sort <laughs> of see people... Public, not, yeah. a public, uh, not at a public... When, uh, when we were at WrestleMania 25, <laughs> we saw a guy loading a... or well, actually taking a assault rifle out of his car, just yeah. in a car park. You don't want to see him getting We were just loaded. walking through that thing and you just sort of, uh, as a British person, you, your alarm bells just fucking flip yeah, out. Yeah, it was in Texas, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I remember, so I, I love Texas, but like, you go into a shop and there's a woman with a fucking gun. I'm like, yeah. Is that real? I'm pissed. And I'm just, like, is that a real gun? She went, you're in Texas, son. Yeah. Like, just, just, gun. just watching him pick it out and just going... I might. When do I run? Because he's just—he is just, <laughs> just a, a man with a gun. If you—if you came back and you went, there's a man in the gun yeah. at the centre. Here, that means terrible. It doesn't mean he's taking his gun somewhere. <laughs> it means you know he's going to kill everyone. Put it in a bag. I saw that. And Put I, it in a carrier bag. <laughs> exactly. And I do think that funny thing about John Cena being that the child kiddie's favourite. Yeah. I don't think they do that now. I don't think they'd have him come out with a gun. No, I think I there'd don't. be too many people going. I think it's a very bad example. But the two so of the gangsters... load an AK-47. <laughs> He's got a bump stuck on there. It wouldn't even fit that kind of model of gun. This <laughs> is John Cena standing up for everyone's right to carry a automatic gun. <laughs> um, the, um, uh, the two of the wrestlers on the on the car, they used their developmental talent. Right. And two of the wrestlers... This is the WrestleMania debut of The Miz, uh, yes. Mike Mizanin, and CM Punk, who mm. is one of the gangsters on the, uh, on the car. Hang on, so... I didn't even spot that. Oh, someone's going to have to go and have a rewatch. Um, we'll have to have a rewatch. Yeah, like CM Punk is one of the guys. He actually does quite right. a good job, but you can see in his, in his eye, <laughs> he is big. like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Well, who was the bloke who drove the car for the Honky Tonk Man? Uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Although Page. Diamond Dallas Page was more than happy to do that. Just he loved the business. <laughs> he drove it from his house, I think, in Florida to Toronto. <laughs> and then they didn't pay him. And then they all laughed at the fact he hadn't asked for money. <laughs> what a mark. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Oh, nice boy. Mark. Big Mark. <laughs> um, this is also the first WrestleMania not to feature the winner of the Royal Rumble in the final match. Is that right? Yeah, because, I mean, naturally, you'd send everyone out on the high of Eddie Guerrero Memorial win by Rey Mysterio Jr. beating the odds. Yeah. But you're not the son-in-law of the champ. <laughs> so we get John Cena and Triple H. At the time, yeah. people loved that match and they had a big hot rivalry. Mm. So it didn't seem quite, you know, out of place. But you do look at it now a little bit and you sort of go, mm, there's some selfish fucking stuff around that Rey Mysterio match. Yeah. You know, taking time out of it, Vince McMahon. There's one thing I forgot to say so in the Vince did, McMahon did bit. Come in the fucking chair, the chair that Triple H comes up in, that takes about five minutes. Yeah, doesn't it? Really Although, wonky. You must be as Rey Mysterio. You'd be standing there going, that was the most important moment of my life. Yeah. It, uh, we had to rush through it. Thanks a lot, guys. Mm. And then you're watching Triple H come out dressed as Conan, walking slowly. <laughs> and you know there's a car and it's just, you just go... <laughs> Would have been nice to... I mean, it's called WrestleMania, isn't it, lads? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> it's not um, meaningless fucking spectacle mania. Um, there's, there's a bit I thought it was a bit. And then remembers Vincent Mann's bum. There's one bit I loved, which you just never see, which is. Uh, in the Edge McFoley match, I think when they show the replay of them diving through the, the flaming table, yeah. there's a guy in the front row who is wearing a, a kippah, a, a couple, mm. a Jewish head sort yeah. of uh, covering, and he is just punching the air at how exciting <laughs> it is. Yes. And I thought, it's funny, you don't sort of see like really observant Jewish people at the wrestling cheering hardcore. No. And I just <laughs> thought, Let's change that, right? <laughs> if this podcast leaves any any big sort of major legacy, let it be this: that from Yamaka now on, corrupt guys, yeah, and now on, all Orthodox Jews must go and enjoy wrestling. <laughs> this is my big thing. <laughs> oh, they'd do something with it, though. They'd ruin it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely a um, a hornet's nest of problems. I think <laughs> that's the thing. Um, I got to meet a wrestler uh, when we were doing the podcast festival. What? Yes, uh, and he was absolutely delightful. And mm. I think he is actually the first wrestler I've met since we probably met Stone Cold Steve Austin. He may have been the last okay, one. Yeah. I don't okay. know. But he is Eddie Dennis, who is a Welshman, who is part of NXT UK. Cool. And he's currently the Progress Wrestling Champion. And he was, it's funny, he was everything that you hope a wrestler will be right and everything that you worry they won't be but he's just he he was actually once a i believe a deputy headmaster but you know you just couldn't meet a nicer friendlier warmer more engaging bloke mm. and uh i just wanted to say eddie it was delightful to meet you well, is this, so he was doing something else on the day was he yeah was there was a, a show that a lot of the guys were doing uh before us um, right in the was it the same building i think it was the same building mm. yeah I mean, earlier in the day, I don't, I don't want to, uh, don't want to, keep, don't, don't want to let people uh, think that we aren't yeah. very much the main event. The main event. We're very much the Triple H podcast. Are we? I mean, I'm sure their show is a lot better than ours, but uh, we we absolutely demand the London Podcast Festival. We do need to go on last, and it helps because my father-in-law runs the London Podcast Festival. <laughs> my father-in-law oh, doesn't. He's a retired solicitor. <laughs> um, I was watching uh, last night. I was at work, and I just glanced up and. Uh, Started putting AW yes, on the telly. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed at, this. At the only time that I'm up late. Yeah. I mean, why is it on so late? It's on late because they're trying to get it out as quickly as possible after the American right. screening. Okay. So they're not doing it live for live, which has seen a lot of internal anger from the British wrestling community about yes. why it isn't possible to do that. Oddly, it's come down to Ofcom because there are too many ad breaks in American TV. Oh, we couldn't, to fill we with... couldn't put our own ads in and it would mean that ITV because we can't put in, say, whatever it is, 25 minutes of ads, yeah. we can only do 15. Right. Um, ITV to... said, we don't want to leave black bits of screen for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, but could they not it just... looks like it's out, telly's over. Well, can... Telly's over, guys. You can just play a cartoon. Some... Play a just... droopy dog. <laughs> just run some in-house ads yeah. and some promos for forthcoming shows. But they've had stuff. massive problems with even getting it up a day later. They've oh, been running into all no. technical issues and things. So, But uh, do you know what? It's a very, very exciting time for wrestling. Put a bit of wrestle me on. <laughs> <laughs> Little science says... Stick some wrestling on, guys. Look, I would never, ever agree to have anything <laughs> I do on ITV, Pete. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I am not that desperate. Speaking as the ex-voice of ITV2, oh, I would just... like to distance myself from that because I would very much like that job back <laughs> because they're so disorganised over there, they used to book me twice in a day sometimes because <laughs> they'd forget to get me to do, say it, literally three words. That's it great. was. Goodian, you know when you were running down the SummerSlam '93, '92, uh, like how much you haven't got paid? Yeah. 
Oh, that was a good job. <laughs> I'm still renting, but oh, I could have bought an house. Oh, beautiful. I'd like sorry, to. Got, uh, sorry, bought the um, stamp duty. <laughs> what's, what's like? What's like a good amount of money? And you're talking houses in London. <laughs> God, he's lost his common touch. I tell you, if you were going to, I think, lost my ITV two job. If you went to see the football ramble at High Wycombe, ask for your money back because <laughs> they don't need it. Diamond, Diamond Dallas Donaldson. Here, yeah, right? I am. Um, I, I, ITV. <laughs> I've had a long history of showing the wrestling, obviously with World of Sport yes. back in the back in the day, and they brought over NWA and WCW to show that, but they've never ever paid any attention really to it. They yeah. treat it very badly. Even yeah. the recent World of Sport, yeah. they just move it around in the schedule, and if you move shows around, they can't build up an audience. Mm. And so hopefully it will change with AEW. But this is a really exciting time. It's the Wednesday Night Wars, mm. and at the moment AEW, because of the platforms it's on, are certainly doing better right. than things it's going head to head against, which yeah. is NXT. <coughs> I just saw the young bucks. I was like, I've seen them. Yeah, seen them live. Yeah, it's um, uh, but it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's um, it's also going to be interesting to see what happens with Ring of Honor, who are yes. the the uh, been traditionally the the second but second by a long way uh, brand in the states. And uh, I should think that they are not best pleased. Mm. They very kindly invited us to go and see them at um, York Hall. Uh, but it's coming up too quickly and neither of us have responded. In fact, by the time <laughs> oh, no. this is out, it's over. Oh, so this is our official apology. <laughs> um, sorry to I, the guys. I bought tickets to a Camden-based uh, event, I think Progress. It was. Progress. Yeah. And uh, I realised I was working on the day. Well, no. Because I'm a fucking idiot. So well, no, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I, I'm going with uh, Men of Honour, who is our WhatsApp group who <laughs> yes. talk about wrestling. Uh, <laughs> biggest update today, naturally, was The Undertaker eating alone in Nando's. Yes! I really want to know good. his order. I want to know what he eats. I wonder if he goes for a steak, <laughs> prego roll. Like in, fair, in fairness, someone has already answered that on, on, the, on the Twitter and oh, really? they were far funnier than we'd ever be. What did he get? Breast in peace. <laughs> Come on. I'll give you a shout on Twitter. That Come was on. bangingly good. Sweet as a nut. So that's uh, WrestleMania 22. Big time. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. Um, I it had enough to keep me... It had Vincent Mann's bum. It did, that's yeah. That's all we need. And a bit of kissing. A bit of kissing. <laughs> a bit where a beautiful lady has a dog's bum put on her face. Exactly. Um, so uh, we're going to be back next time. I think... Mm, mm. Mm, mm. Don't I, write checks yet. Diamond yeah. Dallas ass can't cash. <laughs> I'm not sure what we're going to be doing uh, next week. I think okay. it's either going to be ECW One Night Stand 2006 Ooh, because it's... Uh, maybe. You've seen the first one and it was good fun. And Which one was that one? I'm losing... That's the time. one where JBL beat up the Blue Meanie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they had lots of matches oh, yes. in, a, in a Hammerstein ballroom. Yeah, um, nice. So I think we might do that one, and Lovely. then it will be WrestleMania 23, which is Donald Trump's big WrestleMania. Yes! Yes. Lovely old job. Well, hopefully you'll have been well and truly impeached by that point. <laughs> and it will be less than relevant, but I'll be happy. Yes. And, <laughs> of course, don't forget, by the time we speak to you as well, it might be Brexit. So, yeah. unfortunately, because of some of the, the podcasting things, if mm. you're listening to this outside Britain, you do need to send Pete and I a cheque for £15.50. Yeah. Okay, so just make that Awkward. courtesy. Do it. Pete Donaldson, uh, Absolute Radio, is probably the best way to do it. Yeah. If you don't want to break into a note, I'm afraid you have to go up, <laughs> not down. Thank you. Rest of me, Mark. Rest of me, Bye-bye. Fuck. This 
was a Stakhanov production. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.